Hey, movie fans, welcome back to After the Credits with Josh and Tyler, where we break down the latest and greatest movies, including our favorite scenes, quotes, trivia, and even how we think it should have ended. Grab another bowl of popcorn and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to After the Credits with Tyler and Josh. Today, we are coming to you from a different studio. We're recording in a different place other than Josh's house. This is uh, Dylan's... Dungeon. Dylan's Dungeon is what we decided to call it. This guy wanted me to do like a 25-minute intro about his life story and his history of how he was born and everything. And I was like, we can't, we can't do that. We, we, we need to do something smaller for you. Which, if you know Dylan, you know that I'm <clears throat> completely talking out of my ass. I'm full of shit here. But we got a buddy helping us out with the production side of things and a little bit of side commentary. Uh, his name's Dylan, longtime friend of of mine. He just met Josh today with a hug, which is the best way to. to yeah, meet we did. We shook hands and we hugged it up. That's how this friendship started, Josh. Yep. With a hug. Going That's how way. every friendship should start. To oh, be honest uh, with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. So, Dylan, do you want to kind of? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I met Tyler through his wife, Molly. Um, we went to, we went to college together. Um, and then, I mean, instantly hit it off well enough that, uh, Tyler was, uh, was a groomsman, um, in my wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, not, a, not as big of a movie guy is, as these two's, these two's guys. Um, to be honest with you, there's not probably, I don't know very many people who are as, obsessed with just cinema as josh right. and i are we just right that's kind of how i spend my free time just, right. uh, yeah. dealing with my kid and watching movies <laughs> <laughs> and i think my i mean my background's audio um so i mean i recording audio um i mean just recording music i'm uh, doing voiceover work i mean any anything anything that i can get my hands on audio wise and, and editing um i like to do it and so when tyler asked me I, it, it, it was perfect so um for yeah. people who've, yeah. who've listened to the previous episodes and who can hear that there's a little bit of a, you know, an issue with audio. It's because this guy here, Tyler, who's got no history and no knowledge of how to edit or do things, has been doing this all by himself. So the fact that we've got somebody now who knows the ins and outs of how to record and how to how to edit things and make things sound all fancy and pretty, um, the fact that we've got that now is just going to increase the quality of our content, which is what we're going for, really. So, yeah, you know, because also I'm a professional uh, um, person that breathes into the mic. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah, you've got to be hearing that. If you hear my breathing, you just you know I'm alive. But, <laughs> but why, Josh? But why? But why? So yeah. So that's Dylan. He's going to be a part of the show uh, from from here on out. So we're really excited to get that started. So welcome, Dylan. And having said that, let's go ahead and get into this week's movie that we are uh, we are talking about. We are reviewing the movie Hot Rod. For those of you who know this film, and for those of you who don't, it's a comedy uh, with some real big name actors at the time. A lot of SNL or a few SNL. Uh, alumni like uh one no uh uh bill Hader. you're right two i'm two. sorry yeah my and, apologies and the, and the the other lonely island dude no they weren't they Kevin. weren't on they weren't on snl he wasn't no whatever so we're getting into <laughs> so we're doing hot rod today um the tagline for this movie which is it's i think it's hilarious uh the tagline is smack destiny in the face oh yeah which is so it is a perfect tagline for this movie for sure. Um, the director of this movie is Akiva Schaefer. Um, he's done The Watch. I don't know if anyone's seen The Watch. It's with uh, Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a weird like neighborhood watch. Jonah type. Hill. Jonah Hill. Yep. Yeah. It's a weird neighborhood watch type movie. And then they end up like discovering aliens and stuff. It's crazy. Um, but then he also directed, produced, and helped write 
all the Lonely Island songs. Yeah, I actually have it written down. Hot Rod, a Lonely Island special. Yep. <clears throat> For sure. Oh, and that's exactly what it is. It's it's those guys getting together and making a movie, which is which is great. And I love it when SNL alums do films. I mean, and you've seen some great ones like MacGruber, uh, the Blues Brothers. You know, it, it goes back to so there's there's so many of them that I literally do not have time to bring them all up. But usually SNL films come through as really good comedy uh, and historically, you know, prominent films. So. Um, so you got the director, uh, the cast here is, which is, I, and I, we haven't had a cast this stacked and since we talked about Tropic Thunder, mm -hmm. literally the comedic cast in this is just mind blowing. You got Andy Samberg plays Rod Kimball, the main, the main character in it. Uh, I, is it Isla or Isla Fisher? Isla Fisher. I don't know how to pronounce her I name. think it's Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. She's married to Sasha Baron Cohen. Yep. yep yeah. Yep. She, uh, she plays Denise. You got Bill Hader, plays Dave. Uh, he's hilarious. Probably one of my favorite characters in it. Um, it this is going to be another one where we have a tough time, I think, picking out like our favorite characters and favorite mm, lines. Mm -hmm. Just because this whole movie is just so, so funny. Uh, <clears throat> Jorma, Jorma, Jorma Tacone, I think is how you pronounce his name. He plays Kevin. Uh, Rod's uh, Andy Samberg's younger brother in the movie. Uh, Danny McBride plays Rico. Uh, he is hilarious. Danny McBride's also in... Uh, Tropic Thunder, another movie we did with him. Same with Bill Hader, uh, Sissy Spacek, which which was a yeah. kind of a yeah. a crazy addition to this movie uh, with with the stuff that she's done. I mean, Carrie, mm -hmm. like she did one of the one of the most prominent horror movies like ever, mm -hmm. and she's in Hot Rod. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's absolutely crazy. You got Ian McShane, which is another really big actor. He plays Frank. Um, Sissy Spacek plays Rod Kimball's mom. Frank is uh, Rod's stepdad. Mm -hmm. um, that's played by Ian McShane. He's awesome. And then Will Arnett plays Jonathan, just a douchebag. Um, plays uh, Ela Fisher's uh, boyfriend. Boyfriend, yeah. So, um, so yeah. The, again, the cast is just so. Literally every single person that I just listed off is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Really, really funny in this movie. So, uh, we got a release date of this of August third, two thousand seven. Uh, the only real movie, big movie that was out at that time that was that was. Uh, competing with it i guess was the born ultimatum yeah yeah I, I mean i and i'm gonna catch shit for this but i literally have never seen any of the born movies i've heard they're amazing i quite literally watched all of them because they're on our account right mm -hmm. and they're not great i mean yeah. i'm sure that shit happens in the world but they're not great you know so. i heard people comparing them to like the the american version of james bond yeah no <laughs> yeah no, no. <laughs> not, not James Bond you know he wears the tux and he's like real cool and he's like I uh, do shit blah 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 I got this Walter PP7 you know and not to get off on talking about a different movie but I'm gonna get off on talking about a different movie for a second here like like I heard that like James Bond has the government on his side helping him out through everything that he does right the Bourne Ultimator the Bourne Ultimator is that what you said the Bourne Ultimatoes the, the Bourne that's a Veggie Tale story <laughs> it is the, the Bourne franchise is literally like the United States government against Jason Bourne, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he 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 left the the fucking fold. But let's get back to Hot Rod here. I digress. Yeah. So uh, the, the Bourne Ultimatum was the only movie that it was really going up against in that time, and due to lack of advertising, which the the guys who made this movie have done this with multiple films that were really good films. They just didn't advertise it. They didn't they didn't do any much along the lines of marketing for it. I don't remember seeing commercials for hot rod i don't remember seeing like trailers for it or anything it's super odd that I, they yeah i literally found this movie <laughs> it would have been great to see this movie in theaters but i didn't even know about it until it was out after you know gone through the yeah i found i found it as a dvd and yeah. i was like oh my god andy samberg's in a movie and then i watched it and i was like 
where the fuck has this been my whole life? Well, and you and I talk, you and I have been talking about doing Hot Rod since we started this podcast. Yeah, because it's such we, a good movie. Along with Tropic Thunder, like this is a comedy that you and I are absolutely obsessed with. Like this is something that I watch on a probably about as much of a like frequent basis as Tropic Thunder. Like yeah. I watch this like once, maybe a month, once every two months. The difference is if I if I'm having a bad day, right? I can put Hot Rod in. And my mm-hmm. perspective, my attitude will change Bring because this movie is just like so good. It's so happy. It's so bright. You know, it's such a good movie. And it's 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 stupid too. Like it's it's really comedic. It's comedic genius, but it's it's the content is stupid. It just makes it so much funnier. So um, the budget for this movie was twenty five million dollars, which sounds about right for what they did for this movie. Sure. So, which twenty five million sounds like a lot of money because it is, but for a movie, it's not. Um, the domestic gross for this was thirteen million nine twenty or nine thirty eight thousand three hundred twenty two dollars, which it is under what the movie cost. Um, and then worldwide, it made fourteen million three hundred fifty three thousand six hundred fifty four. So ultimately, this movie did not make the money back that it spent on it. it it's it's still a bit under. Um, <clears throat> I would call it though a cult classic, like real quick. You know, I mean, oh. like right from the get go. Even if, even if they didn't make the movie, the the money back. There, it's become like a cult classic with the people that have seen it and love it, you know. Right. Yeah, I absolutely agree. So let's let's see if we can do a little bit of a synopsis and kind of give a, an idea. Well, because I I have a feeling that there's a lot of people who have seen this movie just because it's it's it it wasn't like I said it wasn't popular at the time, but it, it it's become it's gained a cult it, a cult following. You know, I gotta say, you're probably gonna be kind of shocked by. You know, like the people, like I've talked to so many people where I'm like, oh yeah, you know, you re- you should really see Hot Rod. And they're like, what is that? And I'm like, it's one of the best movies out there. I mean, if you're trying to have like a good time and laugh and all that shit, um, because even though it is a cult classic, it's it's that way with a with a small group of people. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like some big name. You know, I would say it's a really niche comedy. Like, we, like there's there's certain people who will watch it and be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, and not laugh. But there's people like you and me, and I know there's other people who enjoy this type of type of movies that we do that'll watch it and just laugh their balls off the entire time. Oh yeah, just, I agree. It's so funny. So. <clears throat> the synopsis we got for the movie is the self self-proclaimed stuntman Rod Campbell is preparing for the jump of his life to clear 15 buses to raise money for his abusive stepfather Frank, his life-saving heart saving his life-saving heart operation. So, um, yeah, throughout the movie you see Frank um, and Rod have this combative, super combative and aggressive relationship with each other, where he's constantly trying. Rod's constantly trying to kick the shit out of out of uh, Frank, trying to beat his ass to prove that he's a man. Well, yeah, that's the big thing. Uh, Frank will not accept Rod as a son <laughs> until he proves that he's a man. And the way to do that is Rod beating him in a actual fight, like a fist fight, right? Like an all-out brawl. Right. Like, you, you see, you see, like, they use, like, throwing stars, and, like, they're, they're hitting each other with, like, bricks and... Rhodesian uh, fighting sticks. Yep, it's fantastic. <laughs> I those scenes where they're fighting uh, are just so damn funny. It's, I mean, there's only two in the movie. There's one at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie where he fights him and loses. And then the ending one. And then the ending fight, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's I mean, that's kind of the synopsis and how, how this goes. So, I mean, what would be, uh, and, and we'll do this in a little bit of a different order, what would be your ranking? What would you rank this movie? Hardcore 10. Really? All the way from so the, all the way is, to the top. So this is the first 10 that you've given out for a movie since we've started this show. Yeah, because I, I tell you, it is, I, I've told people before, and this is hard, you know, you go through your life and people are like, you know, what's your favorite music and what's your favorite movie? And you're like, oh, you know, I like a bunch of different stuff, you know, but... Yeah. When it comes to Hot Rod, this 100% is my favorite movie because, like I said... Favorite movie or favorite comedy? Both. 
Really? Yeah, because wow. if I were to sit down, like I said, if I'm having a bad day, this this story, this movie is so whimsical and so silly that by the end, by the end of it, I'm like, it'll change your mood. Man, I feel great. Like, yeah. and this is gonna sound. I don't really care how it sounds, but I remember having a bad trip once, and I put this movie <laughs> on, and it took my trip from bad to good real quick. Yeah. And it was like, oh, great! You know, I'm having a great time now, as opposed to. The world is melting around me. Damn, Someone yeah. save me, please. You know. <laughs> so yeah. So then it earned its number. It's it's ten for you. So yeah. Historically, you haven't given out a single ten for any of the movies Not that once. we've done today. You get the first. That's that's something pretty pretty cool. You get I'd a, say so. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not being shy about that. Full yeah. 10. So and I I don't honestly I don't have a valid argument for why I would not give it a ten. Um, the only reason I wouldn't give it a ten is because I know there are comedies and there are movies more that I that I enjoy more than this film there's just there's there's other ones so i mean I, i'm still giving it like a high eight low nine out of it sure 10. that's still not bad yeah it's still a solid hilarious movie um so yeah i mean and we talked about it a little bit before before the rewatchability of it i i'll watch this every once a month you know if not sometimes yeah, more it's, I watched it's not it, a bad watch right i watched it what like seven eight times three of those three or four of those times or without you know really paying attention and putting down notes just because i really enjoyed it and prep for this for this for this episode it's just it's just such a goddamn good movie so enough of me just gushing over this film so um i got some fun facts and a little bit of trivia Tyler's trivia. We got uh, the first one, which I thought was kind of cool, and it, it kind of goes in the order of the film, uh, the runtime of the film. But during the opening scene, when Rod jumps that 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 like uh, trailer or that truck, that mail truck, that mail truck, and eats shit and falls like on his head. Oh yeah, the stuntman that did that busted his leg. No shit, filming that. Yeah, it actually, shows though. If you see it, I mean, you're like, shit whoa, no, so hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of a cool thing. And and another another thing that I got is that. Most of Andy Samberg's stunts in this movie, most of them, they let him do what he could do. So, like the jump into the pool, that was him. That was oh, really? that was actually Andy Samberg on the on the bike jumping really? into the pool. Okay. So when you go back and watch it, straight down, it makes, yeah. yeah, it makes it even, <laughs> even funnier. Um, but yeah, they let him do quite a bit of his stunts. The beginning to the the big fall in the forest. The beginning of that was Andy Samberg on like ropes. On, oh, on well, that makes stuff. sense. A lot of the spins and shit is him falling were ridiculous. So yeah. outrageous, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Bill Hader's long hair in the movie, uh, it, it wasn't a wig. A lot of people think that it was a wig of his. Instead, it was hair extensions that he had that he literally put on at the beginning of when they started filming that film and left it on for the entirety of, of the entire like filming process. He I just, like that. He, he just had hair extensions in for long hair. So he was walking to probably like award shows or parties that he went to with these crazy ass hair extensions, uh, for that movie. Um, let's see here. So another one that's funny and kind of gives shit to Andy Samberg because of his big ass nose was the, <laughs> the stunt doubles. His big ass He's nose. just got a honker. Tell me they had to put prosthetics on his stunt Every doubles. single stunt double had, pros- <laughs> had prosthetic noses to make it seem as big as Andy's. And then one of them played a joke on Andy Samberg by re- requesting that one of the stunt doubles came onto the set one day 
with a larger than life nose to make fun of and give <laughs> and give shit to Andy Samberg, which so so he would feel insecure yeah, and they give sure, shit about sure. it. It was funny. Um there I mean there's a lot of, of trivia and, and fun facts here. Uh let's see here. What else can I pick out? Um see uh well so here's something that you didn't that you, it's it's a little bit of a f up in the in the editing part um which the director says that he left it in there on purpose for comedy which i don't doubt this but it was kind of funny when when rod's walking through the hallway and he's like he's like i do my laundry without pants on mm-hmm. or whatever the hell um he walks from the hallway without pants on into the room where kevin is editing the the video for the for his yeah, movie for or whatever her, yeah. um and he's got pants on so he has pants on. Yeah. I've never noticed that. Yep. So it's a complete like kind of f up with the uh, editing, or the director said it was on purpose. Who knows? I'd love to give the guy a call. Don't know him, but that would be really cool. Sure. Um. So do you have any any cool, interesting things you? Um, interesting and cool. I've got a whole page here. I'm kind of put on the spot here, but uh, there are a couple. Yeah. So like at the at the end of the movie, right when he does his big jump. Uh-huh. Queen to the Stone Age is that band that's playing there. Is it? I didn't yeah. have that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's uh I looked it up because I'm like, man, this this front guy looks familiar. He does. Now that you say it, I I totally get it. It's straight Queen to the Stone Age, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I, is it jo- Josh Holmes? Josh Holmes? 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 Yeah, Holmes. I, the blonde guy, tall blonde. Well, in the guy. movie, yeah. he's yeah. got this like afro wig that he's wearing with yeah. like Yeah. And like, he has sunglasses on. He has mm-hmm. like a bunch of like it's almost like uh what's that band's name? That did, um, I don't want to close my eyes. I don't know that band. Don't want to fall asleep. Aerosmith. That's Aerosmith. Yeah, that's Aerosmith. Yeah. It has a very Aerosmith don't, vibe. Don't, don't make me look that up. No, <laughs> I won't. I'm glad you guys knew it because I would have continued singing right. in a terrible voice. Anyway. So, yeah, I mean, that was cool. Queens of the Stone Age made their appearance in that movie, which was awesome. I, I wonder if they, like, let them play live to record, like, all that stuff where that would be... That'd be pretty That'd cool. be great, yeah. Instead of just, like, something Phoning planned, but, or, like, yeah. put it in, yeah. They're just like, here, go up and play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, I, I, you know, I have a ton of other stuff here, but um, nothing as far as trivia goes, okay. you know, for the show. Um, I, I, I just I, I just love how everything is put together. And it really is, you know, I said at the beginning, it's a Lonely Island special because, you know, like, Akiva Schaefer and... Um, uh, Jorma, Takun, and Andy Samberg, they're part of the Lonely they, they Island are group. The, the Lonely Island board. And they all, I mean, uh, you, you see Rod and Kevin as far as their brothers in the movie, but Akiva Schaefer only makes one appearance in that movie, and he's the guy where Bill Hader's talking about, you know, so I was at work, I've and my coworker acid, had this acid, it. yeah, but I can't <laughs> do it, and he gave it to me, you know. That's Akiva Schaefer, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. So, um that's something that I really loved about it too. You he know, put himself in the movie. He, he put himself in there, and yeah. so that all the Lonely Island boys were in the film, right. which is yep. awesome. Yeah, yep. That's, yep. that's always great. Anyone around our age just knows how funny and how talented the Lonely Island like trio is. Like, I mean, I, I'm telling you, like this is another terrible uh, stance for not safe for work or not safe for your mom and dad, but <laughs> jizz in my pants oh, from Lonely yeah. Island Club. Yeah. It's one of the funniest. I just had sex. Yeah, I just like, had sex. The, you the know, best, like, yeah, the best songs. Uh, one of it, and, and it's on the it's on one of their albums. There's two of them actually that are on the albums. Uh, Turtleneck and Chain has Snoop Dogg oh, yeah. in it. Super funny. And then there's uh, Escape from Dookie Mountain. And if you've never heard that song, <laughs> it is one of the funniest songs ever because they're like running away and they keep pooping their pants, you know. And there's so much poop at the end uh-huh. where Dookie Mountain is them like <laughs> I pooped a mountain of poop, you know. 
Well, and another fun fact with Lonely, and we're getting off a little bit, we'll get right back to it, but with me being as huge a fan of Tenacious D as I am, right. um, they there's a track on one of their Lonely Island albums that's called Sax Man. Oh, yeah, has, the Sax Man. Come on, Sax Man. Jack, Jack Black is a right. dude that is in a like jazz band. Beep. Keeps, <laughs> it's like keeps, a three-year-old yeah, or something. He keeps calling on a guy who plays the saxophone to try to to try to try like improvise and scat with a real cool saxophone riff, and the mm-hmm. guy just doesn't know how to play saxophone. So. Come on, scat man. <laughs> Come on, sax man. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, another, another cool fun fact, um, which just proves to the comedic talent of all the guys in the scene, um, or all the guys in the movie, really, but uh, the scene where they're at the pool, and they're ringing the bell over the pool, and they're all doing like the... Yeah, uh, trying to match the tone of it and everything. And then Bill Hader wolves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> ridiculous. That whole scene was improvised. None of it was scripted. None of it was talked about beforehand. That's great. He rings the bell. One guy started to make noise, and they just had to piece together with all the cameras surrounding him that scene because it was literally all improvised. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. It's so damn funny. Um, another thing, I'll, and we can come back to these because there's more. There's more stuff that I want to talk about. I don't want to spend the entire episode talking about the fun facts in the trivia but um another fun fact is there's a scene where rod goes and talks to frank and he's kind of he's feeling real bad he's laying on the couch he's not he's not doing so hot right and he talks to frank and you know he's he's like hey you know i'm, I'm raising all this money for you and you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna do this jump and we're gonna get you that heart surgery and we're gonna save you or whatever and basically frank's like you're gonna kill yourself like i don't have i don't have faith in you like all that whatever the line is mm-hmm. and uh she he walks out into the kitchen and she's like, it's so great to see his mom, Sissy Spacey. Yeah. Like, it's so great to see him smiling again. And Andy Samberg goes, you know, it's not going to be great when I murder him. And he walks out and he, he slams, slams the door, the door and yeah. the wind, the glass breaks. Yeah. That was not planned at all. The glass, the glass it's busted. It's so good. Yeah. And you can see on Sissy Spacek's face when it breaks, she kind of like doesn't Jumps know what back. to do yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and goes back to, you know, like doing the dishes I'm or whatever. I'm genuinely sorry about the glass. <laughs> yep, yeah. So that was not planned at all, which was, which was hilarious. So let me ask you this. What's your, cause we're going to go into some more of this, but what's your favorite scene in the movie? Say hello to our favorite scene. And now our favorite scene. So my favorite scene, and really it's, I, I can't choose just one scene. It's really like kind of a four-way tie. And I know you have multiple ones that you really enjoyed too. So yeah, we got four scenes each that we're going to talk about. Um, but my, probably my number one um, is the pool bell scene where they're, they're, they're at the pool. And because there's so many different aspects of this scene that are so goddamn funny, um, the, the whole uh, Bill Hader's sister walking out and him just screaming at her, like you live, you live here too, Brainiac. What do you want? Like, hey, little girl, my stomach doesn't. Or, yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't uh, like cherry. It upsets my stomach. Hey, do you guys want a cooler? So just don't, don't think about it. Just bring it out. <laughs> don't just stare at me. Go. Right. Yeah. Little girl, my cherry doesn't affect my or hurts my stomach or something. You know? So good. So that scene because of that, and then the whole improvised like thing, like whatever, and then Bill Hader's like rough. Mm-hmm. I just randomly ended that's that scene is one of my favorites because like literally no matter what I'm doing if I'm dicking around on my phone or if I'm I'm doing something else when that scene comes on I stop and I sit and I watch it because it's so funny the comedic genius and it and which is a word which is a phrase I'm going to use a lot in this movie because it really is but it's just so well done and so well edited I think that just it makes it so damn hilarious so mm-hmm. you got one too I've got a couple yeah the cool beans part of the movie you know where him and Kevin Rod and Kevin are doing like the you know, Rod's gone off and said he's not a stuff stunt man. Then he comes back after taking 
um, Dave to the hospital. He's like, are we cool? And he's like, yeah, cool beans. And they're like, cool beans. Cool, cool beans. Cool beans. You know, like that scene's pretty great. Um, towards the end when Rod tries to take the jump for Frank's heart. Yeah. Um, and he lands and almost kills himself. There's a dream sequence where he's watching a taco. Well, and a, a little bit of backstory to this because they bring that up early in the movie. Oh, when, yeah. He asked Denise he asked who would Denise, win. Cause yeah. he, cause, so he's about to tell Denise how he feels about him because there's this whole like kind of love interest that he has for Denise right. throughout this movie. He's kind of flirting with her. They were childhood friends. Um, and uh, he's about to tell her how he feels about her. And then her boyfriend shows up and he realizes that he's that she's got a boyfriend. And so in, he can't tell her like, oh, I, I have feelings for you. So instead of doing that, he's like, he's like, hey, I have something to ask you. And then her boyfriend shows up and she's like, oh, you were going to ask me something. He's like, yeah, uh, I was going to ask you uh, who you think you would win in a fight, a, a grilled cheese or a taco. Right. So, but so then it comes up later on in the in the uh, in the in the movie at the end. But go ahead and finish that. Well, yeah, and, and to add on to that a little bit, uh, she you know walks away and she's like, "You were gonna ask me something," and he's like, "Oh yeah, who would win in a fight, um, a grilled cheese or a taco?" And she's like, "Well, the grilled grilled cheese, but if it was prison rules, the taco." And what's funny about it is at the end of the movie when he's like, well, towards the very end of the movie when he takes a jump, he falls, he hurts himself, he blacks out. There's a fight between a taco and a grilled cheese. And what I love about this and what makes me laugh and feel so good inside is Rod's, like, so into it. And he's like, oh, get him. You know, like, yeah, get him. Bash his head in, blah, blah, blah. And, the you know, the taco takes a chair and he smashes the grilled cheese. And, you know, kind of like we discussed earlier, he's, he's like, like, bleeding oh. out all over the place. Yeah. So when he wakes up, he's like, you were right. It was the taco. And she's like, okay, Rod, you know. <laughs> Thinking that he's just, like, delirious after taking literally, like, a... a fatal crash right. from, a, yeah. from a dirt bike yeah that's right. a that's a fantastic scene um another one i got is towards the end when they're kind of all walking to the final jump that oh yeah you. yeah yeah they're they're walking through like the city that they're in or the town that they're in and randomly like people just start like filing in and following them and, and then like this really and... like righteous like 80s you know anthem starts playing and they're all like kind of singing with it and then like with in within like a snap it turns into a full-blown riot where they're breaking into places and they're stealing like right. TVs, flipping cop cars, <laughs> setting buildings on fire, on fire yeah. and everything. That's hilarious because it was it it started off like really empowering and really positive and then got real negative really really fast. Right. Um, and then you got Rico um, when when they're they kind of get out of the riot and escape it and everything and they're all like, oh my god, that was crazy! Like that turned so fast and it got so negative and and Rico played by uh, Danny McBride is like, yeah, you just didn't have time to react to anything. You you just had to get out of there and make sure that you're safe and make sure that nothing nothing bad happened to any of you. It's just something totally out of control. And it's disgusting that people would take advantage of a situation like this. And the entire time he's, he's saying this, he went and he took a TV. He's got a TV in his hands that he stole from one of the shops. That's actually, it's funny because it's actually a missed scene if you, if you watch it real close. Mm -hmm. Because when they, Danny McBride, you know, like... Jorma Takoon and uh, Bill Hader and mm -hmm. Andy Rod are there. Yeah, Andy Samberg. They're standing there. The moment that that happens, he doesn't. Have he's not a holding TV. a TV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's not holding one. But then when it comes to him, he's yeah, standing he, there with he, a TV. He, yeah, he's, he's like, who would do that? It's so terrible. Yeah, you know? another editing flub up. But yeah, yeah, it's it's that's that's so funny. So that's another one of my favorite scenes. Uh, there, I have two more, and one of them is bigger than the other, and that's this one. Is that it's when Jonathan. And um, 
uh, Denise are in his Camaro or whatever, and he pulls up to that store right when Rod's getting ready to make the big jump, <laughs> and he, like, gets out of his car, and he's like, I'm about to roll inside, grab myself a vitamin water and some dong bags so we can knock boots, boots later. later. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, you can see the disgust on her face, like, yeah. ugh. You know, like... To me, the great part of that scene is when Denise, like, She's like, oh, she turns on the radio. And she's like, oh my god, Rod's gonna do the jump. Oh my god, who cares? Yeah, oh my god, who cares? And like, she gets out and walks away. And his whole like, like, babe, wait, babe, babe, wait, babe, no. no, babe, please wait, no, babe, please no. <laughs> he so does it, he does it way too often, and it's funny. I've I've noticed because I've seen the movie so many times. Uh, is that if you see him when you see him doing that, you see there's two women sitting on like a bench behind him, and they're both looking at him like, what the uh, fuck? You know, it makes like, you think like maybe they filmed that in like a square. Like maybe they filmed that in the the uh, the like just a random place with populated people and people are like what the hell is this? Yeah, guy what doing? is this? <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a really good scene too. Um, you you took my my cool bean scene because that was another one of my favorites as well. Um, another one is the uh, the whiskey scene mm, where whiskey, he, yeah. he's about to take a, a luge ride down a hill and uh, he tells Kevin that his safe word is whiskey and he doesn't say it like whiskey he says whiskey and so Kevin calls him on he's like why are you saying why are you saying it that way. He's like, why am I saying what, what way? He's like, all of it. It's, it's weird. He's like, where do you get off? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, right after that, he's like, okay, and, and an actual word that has WH in it. He's like, okay, Denise, uh, what does he say? Uh, I don't remember. Like, lower the wheels. And he says it normally. Oh, yeah, I remember He's saying that, every yeah. other word with a WH really emphasizing mm-hmm. the, the H in it. But and the look like, on his face is like, why am I where saying do you what, get off? what way? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but that bit, um, and and sorry to interrupt, but but that bit, I mean, that's already been done. Oh yeah. I, I mean, that was oh that was that on was, Family it Guy. It was Family Guy, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, it, Family Guy definitely did that first. Oh yeah. Right. And they've um, been doing that. That's, I, that's without a doubt. That's definitely Family Guy first. Yeah, yeah. and that's an ongoing bit that's been and, happening. It's like a Simpson did they bring it that type back. situation. Okay. Sure. All right. Well, and. And and maybe now is a good point uh, or a good time to bring up my my points in the movie. Um, and just a reminder, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not the movie guy. Sure. Um, but but it, listening to you guys go on, I mean, you both love this movie. Oh yeah. Um, and and I don't I I'm gonna I'm gonna be I have to be I mean and this is honest devil's advocate Uh-oh. I I mean it was an okay movie. It was an okay movie. It wasn't that that's it that's it for me. What would I, have made this movie better for you? I knowing about it when it came out, I and suppose. That was a big deal. I mean, and, and and we and we've talked about that. Um, yeah. When when you said you know we were going to do Hot Rod, I I had to look it up. Right. And then I was like, well, this came out like what ten years ago. Yeah. It's a decade old. I've never heard of it mm-hmm. before. But also, um, I think I think I think part of where I come from, um, and and some people know this about me, and some don't, is I mean that it is a whole culture, um, with with Saturday Night Live. Folks. Oh yeah. Um, and, and, and the current lineup, I'm, I'm not with it. Yeah. Um, and, and like the, the lost lonely boys, um, or whatever the, the hell, whatever, boys. Okay. All right. That's the, and that's, that, that just the proves this, um, that, that shows my ignorance. I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not with it. And, and this, this humor, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> I mean, but the cool bean scene, I, I almost, what? I almost, went like 10 seconds ahead like i'm done oh, no. like they they did the, they did the thing that the family guy does for me um and and i maybe maybe it's this generation of humor that i'm not hip and cool with but they were they they made the joke and then they just kept making it yeah. it was yeah. it, they do carry on bits right. for a bit for a and, while 
And you know that, and kind of, you know, that's kind of that Conway Twitty thing. I mean, just keep oh, yeah. it going. The longer it goes, the funnier, the funnier it gets, it gets. for some people. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Well, and and, not, and not for up, me. And I kind of brought that up earlier in the episode. It's like it's like this is still like a, a kind of a niche comedy. Like it's there's people who are going to absolutely love this, mm-hmm. but it's because that's their style of comedy or they're SNL fans. Wherein you know you've stated that you, you you're not a huge fan of SNL or don't watch it as much or, right. or like yeah. the cast. Yeah, and you wouldn't have known about this. You wouldn't, because uh, the, the humor they have in the movie is the humor they have in their bits in Saturday Night Live. Right. So it's just, yeah. it's just set to a movie form. So mm-hmm. I would get why someone, you know, someone like you who, who isn't really into that wouldn't have dug on this movie that much. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, but then, but then the, the, the part with Will Arnett, babe, wait, no, that was hilarious. Um, yeah, and, and we got it, we got it, we got it going on a TV right it's, now. And right, literally that yeah. point. Um, and that's, and that's where we're at. And I thought that part was hilarious. It's so funny. I mean, I, they could have kept that going. Um, and I, I, I loved it. But, it's so um, funny. That's, that's a scene that I just wasn't like, he kept going and it, it almost felt to me like they kept recording, like just keep doing it and then we'll like, edit give us out. a bunch of different takes and we'll yeah, see what yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he just kept going. They were and like, they're like, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> Do all of it. Right. Right. But so, yeah. did you, you had more scenes, right? Or... I only had one more. I had one more favorite scene, and that's when um, they're getting they're getting the whole park set up for him to do his jump. And Chris Parnell, who was Barry Pasternak, um, he was talking about because he's an AO radium, uh, AO radio radio what? host, A A A M Amber. Amber Alert. Uh, he's, he's, an a, he's an AM radio DJ. AM radio DJ, yeah. But he's talking about, you know, like, you know, the world's been taken over by TV and, you know, like all this other shit. And he has these, he has this tattoo? tattoo on his body, like on his stomach and his chest where it's like Calvin and he's peeing on both a TV and FM radio. <laughs> and then because he said, and I'll quote, I want to believe that the night before he had sexual intercourse, and there's still something blocking his. A bit his, of residue. A bit of residue blocking his urethra. Yeah, <laughs> blocking his urethra, and there's pee going on both the TV and the FM FM radio. And then Rod and uh, Kevin are looking at him like, "Okay, man, you know." He's like, "If you notice, the yeah, AM there's, there's an here, AM radio up nice here, untouched, nice and dry, yeah." <laughs> And it blows my mind because this guy, at that point, you got to put yourself in his shoes. Like, I hate FM and TV so much. I'm going to get a life-altering tattoo tattoo. on my chest (laughs) to show how much I hate these things. Right. But, yeah, that's it. Those are the the favorite parts of that movie. For sure, the favorite scenes. Um, So, I guess, do you want to get into your to our favorite quotes, then? Sure. I want the quotes. You can't handle the quotes. Here's Josh and Tyler's favorite quotes from this week's movie. So we got, uh, I, I think, it's the same with the scenes. Like, I can't just choose one fucking quote in this movie, same as I couldn't do the scenes. But um, Danny McBride, when after they do the whiskey scene and he crashes into the, the RV down there, some redneck dude comes out of his house. He's like, what the hell? Somebody's getting their dick hole smashed. Yeah. And, and, and Danny McBride just goes... And kicks the absolute shit out of this dude. Right. But the line in that is like, like the whole, uh, uh, I'm freaking pumped. I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day. Right. And he's like, uh, he's hitting him with like a parking cone and dumping trash on him. He's like, um, God, I go to church every goddamn Sunday. Right. You're going to bring the demons out of me. The demons out of me. Yeah. That's one of my favorite lines. Danny McBride did that. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of it was improv. Um, but it was it was just so well delivered and hilarious and random too, which is one of the other reasons why I like this movie so much is 
there's just so much random shit that happens yeah. that makes it so much funnier. Um, so yeah, that's one of my favorite lines. Well, uh, I have two, but they're in the same scene. Is when uh, Rod gets home after jumping in the pool and they find out that Frank has a bad heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and he like rolls in. There's all these people and like Frank is laying on the couch. And all yeah. shit. He's like, what's going on? Is this some sort of interactive art piece that I, I didn't know about? <laughs> and, uh, you know, Sissy Spacek tells him like, oh, you know, we just didn't want to tell you. You know, we didn't think you could handle it. He's like, why, why wouldn't you tell me and Kevin? You know, we can handle it. And she's like, oh, no, we told Kevin. He's like, she's like, I just didn't think you could handle it. He's like, I can, I can handle, handle it. it. Yeah. And then Frank's laying on the couch and he's like talking to him about how he's not going to be able to ever beat him in a fight because he's going to die. And so he whips out that baton and he's like, I'm going to get you better, Frank, so I can beat you to death. And he like <laughs> smashes, like he smashes a like lamp. two lamps. Yeah, two yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to go to my quiet place. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He goes and punch dances out his rage in right. the forest. And this, uh, the uh, fun fact is in that scene where he's punch dancing out his rage in a, in a wooded glen is what he said. Yeah. Um, there's a song called Never by Moving Pictures that was actually in Footloose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the scene in Footloose is him doing the, the same, same thing in it's like a warehouse or something mm-hmm. like that. He's punch dancing and rage dancing to the same song. It's it's a great homage yeah, to that. Yeah, for but, sure. Um, that's, a, that's a good that's a good part so um i think another one of mine and it's it's a quick and i also have a fun fact with this scene as well but it's a quick line um where rod hasn't seen denise in a while or hasn't talked to her in a while and she comes over and he's kind of just outside taking out the trash she's doing the same and they meet because they're neighbors and she's like you know the talks about the him him still doing his stunts and everything and um she goes to walk away and he goes you look pretty and she stops and turns around she's like what rod what'd you say he's like uh I said you look shitty. Good night, Denise. Like, that, line is, that line is so hilarious. But a fun fact about that is during that scene when they were filming it outside, it was pouring down rain. And they had to go back in and digitally remove the rain during that scene. You can do that? Yeah, I, I guess they can. But they they had to go in and they had to digitally remove uh, the shots of rain when it was raining on Andy Sandberg. It was, it was crazy. But hmm. um, And I think if you go look at it, you can kind of see that he's a little bit wetter. He's got like drops on his on shoulders or something like that um but yeah that whole like <laughs> you look pretty what did you say i said you look shitty good night denise and walks back inside it's just so goddamn funny so i've got a couple of other scenes that i'd like to talk about that i thought were great okay um one of them is where uh you know uh, rod is talking about how he needs to save frank you know and that um you know what they're going to do about it and as he's yeah. speaking dave gets up and he like starts heading away and he's like i'm sorry dave um, are we it, interrupting? Are something? we interrupting something? He's like, "Oh yeah, I gotta go to work. Is that a problem?" And he goes, "Yes." yes. And then yeah. they cut to them right at the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's and, uh, so funny. Yeah, it's what's great about it too is that they're there and Dave's doing all his work. You know, he's like assigning skates and he's like clean. He's like fixing the arcade games and all this stuff. And as Rod is listening to all this shit, even on the Zam, no, it's like before the Zamboni, they go out and. Uh, when it what it looks like is Dave is out there like putting shit in the trash. Um, Kevin's still writing stuff down. You got Rico out there, you know, listening, but it's a homeless guy talking about how they're gonna organize the trash. Shopping carts yeah, and, and shopping carts and all this other stuff. And Rod <laughs> Find comes out newspaper to sleep on. Yeah, and Rod comes out and he's like, Guys, what are you doing? And then they're like, Yeah, he like they point they at the homeless guy and they're like, uh, I thought we were, you know, like yeah. doing that guy. <laughs> you know. Um I really want to talk about like the editing in this movie because like there's a lot of cool editing tricks that make scenes that maybe typically wouldn't be that funny really funny. Like the the Jonathan scene where he's screaming like babe and what like the final wait 
But he's like, where? It like cuts mid weight. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just the editing of knowing when to cut things and when to not cut things just made a lot of those scenes. And then similar to the scene you were just talking about when they, <clears throat> he's like, is there a problem? Are we interrupting something? He's like, yeah, I just, I have, I have my shift shift at the, at the roller rink or whatever. Yeah, I've got to go so to work. Like, yeah. yeah, he's like, is that a problem? He's like, yes. And it cuts immediately, snaps to them talking at the... Right, yeah. It's just the editing, he makes it so much Yeah, funnier. like that he's like, and a $9 per diem for the crew. And then... Now we're talking. Yeah, now we're talking. <laughs> but um, what another one that's great that I love in the movie is that, you know, Rod comes home and he's talking to his mom. And his mom's telling him, like, your dad wasn't a stuntman, you know? Like, he has that picture he's been carrying around with him forever. And uh, it's funny because Amy Samer's response makes me laugh every time. She's like, yeah, your dad wasn't a stuntman, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? And she explains, you know, like, he worked at a tire shop and, like, Evil Knievel came in and took pictures of everybody. And he's like, well, then how did he die? And she's like, he choked on a piece of pie. And he's like, what? What? Yeah. It's like he wanted to win that contest so, so bad. bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good yeah it's yeah. so funny to me because he's like you can see how like all these things are like ruining his life he spent his entire life like literally trying to follow in his dad's footsteps right. to be a stuntman finds out his dad isn't a stuntman and then finds out he died by choking on some pie right just and then <laughs> after that what's great about it is he finds out he's not a stuntman right and they find Rod at a liquor store with an entire shopping cart filled with booze like liquor bottles just hundreds and hundreds of dollars of booze and he's walking around and Denise is like, Rod, you can't quit. And he's like, he's like, I'm too legit. I was too legit to quit. But now I'm unlegit. I'm unlegit. So For now reason, I must quit. I must quit. Yeah. <laughs> and he does like the he hand symbols. Hand too legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, so funny to me. It's fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, a couple other fun facts, just because, I mean, we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but there's just so much to talk about in this movie um, that I didn't want to spend... 30 minutes talking about just one thing. So we jumped out around a little bit, but uh, the scene where Rod jumps over the 15 buses in that scene, they used over 1200 extras in that movie to fill those stands. Oh yeah. That makes sense. And of those 1200, Andy Samberg's actual mom and dad were in the audience no watching. Yes. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah. You know, he's, he's like, Oh, I'll have my mom and dad at the, at the, you know, on the, on the set and, you know, be able to join me for uh, uh, one of the scenes that I filmed. So that was pretty sweet. <clears throat> Another cool thing, uh, which Danny McBride, if you, if you ever watched any stuff with Danny McBride from Eastbound and Down to Tropic Thunder to, to, uh, man, I'm drawing a blank on Danny McBride stuff, but any of that stuff that he's, any of the movies that he's done, this makes sense. But almost every time Rico, Danny McBride's character was holding a beer or drinking a beer, it was real beer in the movie. So the dude was just drinking beer and holding like real cans of beer throughout the movie, which if you know anything about uh, along the lines of like how movies are filmed, like if someone's like pretending like Pineapple Express, they're smoking weed through that whole movie. None of that is actually weed. Uh, the the show Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they're always at a bar and they're always drinking beer. None of that is real beer or real alcohol because after a certain amount of takes of drinking alcohol, you start to get a little goofy. It just doesn't work out. Not for Danny McBride. He said, fuck it. I'm just going to drink beer throughout this whole time. And his character was absolutely hilarious. Um, so, it, I mean, it worked out for him. You know, it's funny because I'm actually not a big fan of Danny McBride. What? I've seen a lot of his shit. I've seen some of Eastbound and Down. But he kind of, I, I feel like he's kind of typecast into that yeah. That person. Like, that's who he is, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because even if we're talking about um, End of Days, or was that, The Last Day, or? You know, the one where the world is ending, you know, that has all the people in it. This is the end? This is the end, yeah. Danny McBride is himself. But, I mean, even if you were to take his him being himself in that movie to 
him playing any other role. He just seems to me like, oh, that's just Danny McBride. If you bring Danny McBride into some sort of movie, mm-hmm. you're getting Danny McBride. You're not getting anything else. Oh, yeah. Know? He's playing is he's pretty much every movie that I've seen him, he's playing himself, except for there's one film and it was a god awful film. Uh, we're watching the, the movies on in the background and we're watching the final fight between Frank and Andy Samberg right now. And it's hard to not laugh watching it. He's just beating the absolute piss out of his stepdad who just had heart surgery so funny um but there was a movie that danny mcbride was in called your highness with uh uh, uh, james franco and Mm -hmm. natalie portman randomly um it's it's the same guys who do like the pineapple express and stuff all those guys are in it that's the only character that i've seen him play that's different than any other character that he's usually played in films Mm -hmm. he he plays like a medieval time you know he's got an accent throughout it and everything so it's a little bit different but yeah usually when you see danny mcbride in a movie you know what you're getting you mm-hmm. know exactly what you're getting so same yeah. jokes same euphem- euphemisms um mm-hmm. you know idiosyncrasies stuff like that like right it, it's just danny mcbride and i mean he did a really good job in this movie you know because like that's the character that they wanted him to be they wanted him to be danny mcbride you know Mm-hmm. loud obnoxious you know like i'm gonna take on anybody type shit but right. you know that's what they got mm-hmm. yeah and it, i mean for this movie it worked like it worked it worked so well just because they needed a danny mcbride type character in it and they're like oh shit we know danny mcbride let's do that yep so yeah um <clears throat> pretty pretty fantastic movie overall so um and i don't know if because you gave it a 10 so i don't know if you'll have have this or have um if we want to do this this bit here but um, we usually do a section or a segment uh, called "What Shoulda Coulda," like with we, where we talk about how we think the movie should have ended. Now, I know personally, I didn't put one in this. Um, the only, the only way that I thought it m- would have been funny if it might have ended um, is if Rod does the jump and like gets gets the money for the surgery, and then. Gives a surgery to or gets the surgery for Frank and it, it it's it's dark but that's my type of humor but Frank dies before they can get him the surgery so he goes through all this shit to raise all this money and to 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 get the surgery for Frank but then Frank dies right before getting the surgery or something like that that would have been the only other way that I thought would have been they could have tried to make it in a, a funny way for it to end this movie was so goddamn perfect that I don't think that any other way for it to end would have been fine do you have another way. You don't know, no, honestly, you know, and like you said, we typically do this, but honestly, I don't, I also don't have a way that I think this could have ended differently because, you know, I thought about that before, like, what if he landed the landing, you know? Right. You know, it wouldn't have been better because the whole movie, Rod's like not a great stuntman. Even the shit right. he's doing is real basic, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I thought about what if maybe they raised the money themselves, you know, doing all that crazy stunt shit, mm-hmm. you know, and... Um, trying to, you know, like do all the backyard shit. You know, like there's points where Rod's like in a barrel. They throw him in a pool with a lock on the barrel. Then they pull him up, <laughs> and they can't get the barrel open because no one has a key. And Rico yeah. pulls out a gun. Shoots you know, the lock off. Yeah. But I mean, I would have. It, it seems to me that I would have liked to see more of that. Like more of them grinding to get that cash to right. be able to do it. And even like in the, they in, did do some of that. I mean, there was some of them. You know, doing the different the different stunts, and then yeah, but uh, they raised like thirty five hundred bucks. So the money they were initially trying to raise raise was to raise to put on the the jump. Mm-hmm. So so they did they weren't trying to uh, that it, in my opinion they weren't trying to raise the money for the heart surgery at that point. They were just trying to raise the enough enough money to rent out that place to put on the stunt. 
Um, and then he fucked up by throwing the projector out well, of the window. Well, that's, I mean, even Rod was saying, you know, like, we need to buy plans for the scaffolding and all this other shit. They wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to pay for that. Yeah. Without right. even having 50 grand, that's, you know? That's true. And yeah. that's why, you know, the radio came through and they're like, we're going to do this for you type shit, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't because they failed because Rod destroyed the projector. It's because the money that they were actually talking about right. doesn't make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. I do love, though, at the end, after, like, Rod's alive and they raise his money... And, like, the AM radio station is trying to pull out all the stops to make sure they get the money back. And, you know, like, they have Ebenezer Scrooge coming out of a bus with a cooked goose, you know. Right. A cooked goose for everyone. And Chris Parnell's like, Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge, Scrooge is here. here yeah. <laughs> so great. Yeah. And I, I think that the absolute ending, like, literally the final scene in the movie was a perfect way to, was a perfect way to end it. Cause, uh, so a little bit of a <clears throat> backstory with, with this final scene. So the entire time... Uh, Rod is trying to figure out a way to beat the shit out of his his stepdad to to prove that he's a man. So he has, not only does he go through like training and do all the different stunts to like get his body ready, he gets Denise to teach him yoga. And when they're out doing yoga and Mm kind of Tai Chi on the beach, he goes, Denise, I know that there's a, I I need to ask you, she, he keeps calling her sensei for some goddamn reason. She's like, you can stop calling me sensei. So he goes right back into it. He's like, so sensei, I heard that there's a, a move that you can do on somebody that makes a man instantly crap his pants. She's like, I'm not going to lie to you, Rod. That move does exist. And he's, she's, he, she goes, but you're not ready for it. And so they go back to the, like, the Tai Chi moves that they're doing and everything. He's like, she's like, okay, so we're going to push the ball out. She's just doing, like, yoga moves and whatever. He's like, yeah, we could do that. Or you could just cut the crap and show me the crap your pants move. And she kind of, like, pauses. And then she does it to him. And it, it kind of, like, pauses for a second. She's like, you wanted me to show you, Rod? He's like, yeah, I did want you to show me. But you didn't. And you did, you did, but it didn't work. And you can clearly tell, like, he's walking away because he just shit his pants. But fast forward to how the movie ends. He finally gets Frank the surgery. Frank is on the mend, and he's fun, he's fully healed. And, you know, he's, he's basically warning Rod. He's like, hey, so they told me my heart's stronger than it was before. Like, yeah, there's no way you're going to beat me. You know, he's like, I've got a strong heart and everything. And they go through this whole fight, and... Uh, He's starting to get the best of him, and he, 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 after being thrown through walls and fences and hands smashed on a, a burning grill and, and throwing stars thrown at each other, uh, landscaping bricks hit in the face, finally Rod starts to get the best of him, and he pins him on the car, and he's like, tell me I'm a man, and he finally gets his stepdad to say it, and when he does, he like, uh, Frank reaches over to like shake his hand, and he's like, you are a man, son. And he pulls him up, and he does the same move that Denise taught him to make him shit his pants. Mm-hmm. And he does it successfully. And the final line is just Frank, like, you gotta be kidding me. Because right, he shit his like, pants. Boom, Rod's hand in the air. You know, Throws his like hand up in the club. air. Yeah, very breakfast club, like Rocky, like, like hands up in the air because he just, he just accomplished what he was wanting to accomplish. And then the movie cuts. See, and that's that's how I feel like the movie should have ended. 100%. You know? Yeah. I mean, it just it fits so well. Like, Frank gets his heart. Rod's more confident. He's, you know, ready to fight. An actual mustache. An actual mustache, yeah. And that's something I love. One of the quotes I love is like, a real man can grow a real mustache. And he's like, you know I have a hormone Hormone disorder. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So yeah, he like the beginning of that scene where he goes to fight Frank for the last time. He's got like this most like prepubescent like teeny little, you know, pencil thin mustache. And he's got like this big comb and he's like, like he's combing it down and trying to like put it into place and everything. It's just... It's just so funny, but that's why I didn't have like a, a a way that it should have ended because it was just so perfect that callback to it the, was so perfect to the yeah. shit your pants move mm-hmm. was so perfect for him to use on Frank right. that I feel like that was the the perfect way to end it. So I mean I don't do you have anything else? 
I don't though. I'm good. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we really we have anything else. So um, you know, I appreciate everyone listening. Make sure to give us a like on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram at After the Credits TJ, um, and uh, you know, make sure to share and tell your friends about the podcast. Also, shout out to <clears throat> if you're not just using a VPN and you're in actual other countries listening to us. Shout out to Australia and. Uh, I believe New Zealand and Germany and the UK. We really appreciate it. Um, So yeah, we will uh, catch you guys later.